Tonight by Forza Garibaldi's Greg Mitchell. Evening, Greg. Evening, you're up, mate. Not too bad, mate. Thanks yourself. Yeah, good. It's good to finally speak to you almost in person. We've spoke a lot over Twitter over the years and stuff, yeah. haven't we? But it's good to actually uh, have a chat. So yeah, it'll be interesting. A face to face. Yep, yeah, it is good for me as well. So I'm uh, delighted that you've been able to come on. Uh, so basically, we will talk an awful lot about Nottingham Forest on this episode. And then we'll do some chat about bands from Nottingham that are up and coming towards the end. And we will just we'll just get cracking. It's we've had another fairly interesting week at Forest. It's been a season full of them. And I think we'll have to start with uh, Steve Cooper getting the backing from the owner Evangelos Maranakis again yesterday. Um, how good did that make you feel at the time, and why do you feel it's so important that um, Steve Cooper remains in charge at the club? I just think uh, football's for a fan. Football's about loyalty, isn't it? You all have your your players that stuck with you for the years, but managers, especially at a club like Nottingham Forest, 
they're in and out the door within eight months usually. And we all we all pine for that manager that lasts a couple of seasons and that manager that cares as much as we do. And everything Cooper seems to have done, everything Cooper seems to have said over the, the year and a half, he just seems to have, um, I can't think of the word, he's just embraced Nottingham, he's embraced the fans, he's embraced what the city is about and he gets it. And yeah, so for him to stay, it just, it feels like one of our own is, is continuing this journey with us. Yeah, that's the thing I'll always say. It's just the simple two words that he gets it. Mm. Like you say, I mean, you can tell how much the club means to him. I think from the moment he walked through the door, he appreciated the size of the club, but the honour that he seemed to take from getting a job was unbelievable. And like you say, it, it is like having one of our own. And uh, it's been a long time mm. coming. I've been following Forrest since I was about nine years old from kind of afar and I don't know how many managers we've been through in that time. You'll be the same. Certainly more managers than years out of the Premier League. We keep hearing about the 23 years, but I imagine it's about the same managers. But um, yeah, and it, I remember at the time when he got when he got um, took on, I didn't want him. I didn't want Cooper. I thought, oh, all the Swansea fans are moaning about him and we want... Um, Oh, I forget his name, the one who's at Sheffield United. Wilder. Wilder, yeah. yeah. I was like, I really want him. He's the guy. I can't believe we're not going to get him. And it was instant. The impact Steve Cooper had when he walked into the club was instant. He said everything right. He just, there's not many fans out there who uh, wouldn't absolutely love to just sit and have a cup of tea with that bloke or a pint because, it, yeah, just great. Yeah, I'm the same, and I was exactly the same as you. When the, when we seen the names that were getting linked, so I think Cooper and Wilder were the main two, and there was mm. always a couple of left field ones. I think someone that had worked for Maranakis before. I actually think Lopetegu, that's at Wolves now, was one of the names linked. But I was like yourself; I was adamant that Wilder, when we'd seen what he'd done with Sheffield United to get them up and keep them up. And then, like you say, it was the same. You read what the Swansea fans had to say about um, Cooper, and none of them mm-hmm. were really positive. And then no. he came in, and he was it was just unbelievable from from the first minute. Mm-hmm. And it is again, it's it's what he's had to work with, and um, I wouldn't say like disorganised chaos, but there was a hell of a lot of change, and still is going through the club. Whether it's you know people behind the scenes like CEOs and stuff, or or the amount of players he has to work with and the amount. And I think that's why a lot of fans that would usually be booing at full time at the minute after all these away losses are giving him that leeway because I think there's an understanding there that it's certainly not an impossible task, but it's a very, very hard task compared to a lot of these Premier League sides we're fighting against. Yeah, that's it. Because the turnover in the summer, I mean, it gets talked about all the time. And that's another one. How many of those signings do you think he had pushed on him and how many do you think were actual Cooper signings? Obviously, Gibbs-White was, that's a, a shoe-in as a Cooper signing, but I think a lot of mm. them, I don't know, obviously you're closer to the club than uh, than myself, but do you think a lot of them were kind of forced on him because we were in the situation where we um, needed to improve? I must admit, when when he got Gibbs-White, that was the the thing for me where I thought the club and the powers that be listen to him and trust him because it was so clear that Gibbs White was his man. So there must have been an understanding there that 
we believe in you. You can have your your prize guy, the guy you really want. And then maybe maybe it was a bit of, but we really like this guy, so could you work with him? I'm sure if Steve Cooper turned around and said, he isn't a player for me, I think they would have listened. But again, there is that there is that clear, you know, there's a break, isn't there? There's, there's clear Cooper signings and then there's, yeah. there's clear club signings and whether that can continue long-term and into next season, I'd hope uh, it merges into a little bit all together. This is our team rather than this is his player and this is their player. Yeah. That's well, the next one, really, because obviously you, I think you're home and away, you've been to most games this season, if not all so far. Can yeah. we can we stay up? Is that are you still confident that Forrest will be in the Premier League next season? Well, we're at the bottom three now. So if we stay where we are now, we're gonna be in the Premier League. And we've had a really, really rough patch. Like a, the as it, no wins in seven, eight, I, I can't remember eight now. After, but after Leeds, I think it's eight, yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, uh, the most our poorest run this season. Uh, and that's going to change soon. I know we've got this hard running everyone keeps talking about. You have a look at West Ham's ring. I think that's a, a lot harder. Yeah, I, um, I've actually only looked you, at theirs last night and I was the same as you. So that you must have seen the way. same tweet as me. Uh, probably then, yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah. It's one of those things we keep, we look at our own, but we're above three other clubs. And mm. there's another five who are probably going to get dragged back in as well. So, we just need to, it'll come somewhere, something will click and then it'll be a, mm. probably going to ha- need a shock result somewhere or two. Yeah, we, we are. But we've already had a few of them, haven't we? We've had the Liverpool at home. We've had the, the drawing against Man City, you know. There are there are results to be had still in there. Yeah, it's just about picking picking when it's going to come and hopefully with what's happened this week with, with the ownership kind of backing the manager and Giving the players a wee kick up the backside as well, I think was part of his his wee mm. statement. Hopefully, we get that same manager bounce for calling it on on Saturday at Villa, and then we'll yeah. see where it takes us. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, I I do feel like every away game I go to, other than Man City, I'd say. Um, I truly believe we're going to put up a fight. I re- like that Man City game was a weird one. We just yeah. knew like this is going to be ridiculous. Man City away, uh, Haaland starting up front and all that. So that was kind of like a, this is a nice day out. Let's just take it for that. Uh, but I always think there's going to be a result. I do. I, I and this Saturday more than ever. I just think everything that's happened, Villa being on a seven-game unbeaten run. It's just like is it, is it going to happen thing. this weekend? Yeah, exactly. When you least expect it, and of course, the last time we played them at Villa Park, it was that most ridiculous oh, five-all game. Five so all. Just, <laughs> yeah. I still never watched a game of football like that ever since, and I don't, don't think I ever will. It's just unbelievable. So two 0 up inside mm. ten minutes or something as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. I couldn't go to the game. I had to work till seven at the time back then, and uh, so I knew I couldn't go. I thought it's okay. Watch it on TV. I think when it, we got, I think we were down to 10 men, weren't we? And got the late, got an equaliser yeah. to make it five all or something ridiculous. I had That's to just right. go and stand in the garden. I thought, <laughs> I can't take this. Cannot watch it. Oh, <laughs> I was just waiting. Was unbelievable. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But you don't get a, you don't get a nice game at Forest, do you? It's always. Nah. 
That's, the nerves are shot. And... I says that when we were watching the Leeds game the other night. I said that obviously my daughter watches all the games with me, and you're just on edge the whole time. You're just like, I just want a game where we're two 0 up or something like that, and you can just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy a wee bit of it. But even the games we've won, because they've only been mm. by the odd goal, apart for Leicester, then you're always on that edge, expecting something to happen because nine times out of ten, unfortunately, yeah. it has. Mm. Um, so we'll go with uh, keeping with what's happening in the moment then uh, the Maranakis regime as a whole since they've came in obviously we won't talk about the Fawaz era because we'd be looking here all night and pulling our hair out but um, Maranakis regime since they've come in how have they been with you guys in Forza Garibaldi as well do you have much kind of dealings with them uh, no I mean we, we have to speak to the club obviously when we do displays um, it's just we'd love to just go into the ground and sneak a banners in and get them up and it'd be a surprise for everyone but there's even Premier League I don't mean to sound like go down the boring route but there's even Premier League rules around it now so we we have to get a sign off from the club these days uh, and it's usually it usually runs smoothly we've had a couple of issues in the past that have been ironed out but uh, certainly we don't I've never met Marianakis if that's a Thing or is some, but the the club in its whole have been they've been okay with Forza. You know, we certainly don't see eye to eye all the time, and there's there's times when we feel like we have to say something because uh, I don't always feel like there's a, a voice there for for a lot of the fans, and there should be. So things like you know the season ticket prices and last season's away ticket fiasco. Uh, I feel like we're in a position where there's a enough of us to try and have a, a bigger voice. Uh, when it affects fans like that. So it is good. And it, even though we may upset them every so often, they're still there and willing to work with us. So I think it is quite a healthy, healthy relationship, 90% of the time or more. <laughs> and hopefully it continues in the long term because they have, I mean, when I look at it, what they have done for the club in terms of the backing they've given um, Steve mm. Cooper and the, the players this season, whether or not the signings are all, Cooper signings or not, they've certainly <coughs> ploughed plenty of money into the into the playing side of things and overseen that kind of overhaul of the squad that, that happened in the summer. Yeah, uh, financially they couldn't have done any more could they, this season. No. I mean, if you'd have sat here this time last season and said we were going to spend what two hundred million pounds or whatever it is, uh, you'd have laughed us off where we were at the time. So. It does excite me the fact that if we stayed in the Premier League, where we'd go to next? Yeah, that's uh, where thing. we. Oh. Sorry, no, you were sorry. Yeah, that's the thing. If we if we do stay up, and obviously we all hope we do, then mm. you'd imagine that the backing will be even bigger kind of next summer because the money will come in from the Premier League this time. So a lot of it's been their own pocket the first the first season. Yeah. And I feel like we wouldn't sign 15 players. We'd sign five players that yeah. are very much improved on some of the players we've got now. Yeah, uh, I think you'd probably still spend a similar amount the way they've gone, but it'd be on, you know, a couple of 40, 50 million pound players than yeah. a lot of 17 million pound players, what have you. That's it. And it, I, 
quality over quantity, I think, will be the the key for the next transfer window mm. if it's a if it's a Premier League one. So I still I still pinch myself at the moment when you see uh, Navas lining up in goals for Forest. It's just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> we've been some dodgy keepers over the years. Yeah. We've got a a three time Champions League winner between the sticks. And I think that's that's all down to the market. <laughs> and he market. might get. Yeah, and it's crazy, and it is crazy. To, it's crazy to think that in, this time next month, Navas might be on the bench. You just don't, <laughs> you it. don't know, do you? Henderson coming back. It just shows like we have to stay. When you talk like this, you just realise how we have to stay up yeah. and how we possibly should stay up, and we've got a good chance because. Got two of the as crazy as it sounds, we've probably got two of the best keepers in the league. That's it. So, <laughs> and the problem is they just they have to work a lot more than a lot of the keepers. That's it, right. they're probably two of the best and two of the hardest working, and just unfortunately the way we kind of play. But I think what yeah. I've noticed over the past few games, yeah. I don't know about yourself, but the defense does seem to be getting better looking as a as a unit. I think having Felipe and Niakati in there, mm. especially just the experience Felipe's got. Yeah. I mean, he's been a solid like eight, nine out of ten every game he's played. He's even against Leeds when there was many players showing up, and he's just superb. He's so strong on the ball and just got such like world class quality. And Niakati is obviously a good player and probably Felipe makes him look even better next yeah. to him. So if those two pick it up and keep going and get this relationship going even further, then that could be the difference for us. That's it. As well, obviously, like we said earlier in the season, we had to, we were on the end of a few like hard, hard, hard defeats. And that's why the goal difference is the is where it is. But I mean you can't mm. lose you can't lose games six 0 five 0 a couple of four nils and when you're not scoring a lot no. of games. So we've kind of we covered a few things from this season. So I think you've been to most games, Greg. So what's been your favourite Premier League game so far uh, that you've been at? Uh, well, beating Liverpool. I think that will always be my favourite game. If we beat them next season, it will be my favourite game. <laughs> so, uh, and Southampton away. I mean, that was... You talk about nerves, and that was horrendous waiting for that that win. You know, it had those Wembley vibes to yeah. it. The, the nerves at a one nil—it's just horrible, especially away from home. So I loved Southampton away. I loved celebrating after it was it was great. Um, but yeah, and the Man City draw—that was special. Yeah, that was really special. Just it felt like a win after, and it it was so strange because I think. The next home game we drew against Everton, and it felt like such a loss. Yeah, the difference in the the way the same amount of points feel in this league is just weird. Ah, it's it's mad. Like like you say, if you get a point at home against Man City, especially the way it happened with the like last minute equaliser, and we're just under the cosh for yeah. the full kind of for the full game, and then that is that is like a win. But mm. yeah, Everton. And Wolves on Saturday as well. That's a point, but it felt yeah. like it felt like a defeat because of the way it happened. Just that's like you said, that's the nature of this league, I think. Yeah, definitely. And my Brentford mate, Billy the Bee, he said and he said it when we played Brentford and we drew against them and we had a beer after. 
he says it does not matter how you get results or what results you get, just get something. Aye. Says these points will make such a difference at the end of the season. And he Aye, was that's... saying that their first season. It... Yeah, they've done so well to, to <laughs> keep on this season as well, Brentford. But mm. that, that's the kind of, I think teams like that are the, you've got to call that the kind of benchmark, I think, for Forrest. It's, I said from the very start yeah. when we got promoted at the end of last season, if Forrest finished 17th in the league, I will be absolutely delighted because it means you're getting a second shot at it next year. Yeah. You've got that year's experience behind not only the, the players and the fans, but the manager's got that year behind them. And I'd, I'd still bite your hand off for 17th at the minute. It's the, it's the nature of it. I would now. <laughs> as positive <laughs> as I am, I'm taking 17th on the last day of the season against Palace right here. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, is it? As well, that could be... That could be an all or nothing kind of game, the Palace one at the end of the season. You just wish it was at the, mm. at the city ground to get that the full yeah. back. But that's what last home game's Arsenal. So that I mean that'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> um so this one well, they'd have won the league by then. They'll all... That's the hope, isn't it? I think we've all kind of said that hopefully they've won the yeah. league and they're they still Arsenal no, they're out of Europe because it would have been nice if they had a, a European final to occupy yeah. them as well. But I forgot they went. They got yeah. off. <laughs> uh, so, sticking with kind of Premier League and best of the season, who's been the best away fans that have visited the city ground? Um, well, that's a good question. They all do my head in. That's the problem afterwards. <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. Man United away fans are always good. Uh, at home, it was a different story. We played them twice, obviously, this season. But yeah. Man United were good. Uh, I think it was a myth about the Newcastle fans because they only started once they the uh, they scored the winner, and then uh, Liverpool were rubbish on and off the pitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd probably have to say as much as I don't want to, I'd probably have to say Man United. Man United. That's because yeah. I think we obviously we watch the games, and it, it's the same. The Forest fans, home and away, have been unbelievable. It's just the noise they create has been brilliant. Mm. And I think the only kind of home fans I've seen like that have been Newcastle at home. I've got an unbelievable atmosphere. Yes, I agree. Yeah, And Leeds at home, to be fair to them, much as we don't like Leeds, their, their home support, the noise they made as soon as they equalised <coughs> the other night, I think kind of drove yeah. their players on in a way that, a way that we do at home. But I on the whole, I'm I'm the same as you. You don't really hear hear the away end um, mm. at Forest on the t- on the tail anyway. So I was just curious if it was the same at the grounds. But that might be the only thing Man United win other than Carabao Cup. So they'll be they'll be happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> true. They are the they are the next home game, aren't they in the league? Yeah, week on Sunday. So I will see how we'll see how that one goes. And so. <laughs> Let's go a wee bit further back then and your favourite all-time Forest player, who would you go for for that, Greg, that you've seen? Oh, a long think about that one, Stuart Pearce. <laughs> so when I when did I, I went to my first game in 93, so I saw like probably the best years of Stuart Pearce and then him being an England player as well and he was like, when he was my hero and he was just unbelievable for us. But just the best left back, top goal scorer. Like <laughs> he just did everything and his attitude, everything about him. I mean, 
I was rubbish playing football, but when I was a kid, I always made sure I was number three and left back if I wasn't a sub. <laughs> so yeah, it had, it had to be pitched. <laughs> it was a run through a brick wall for Forrest as well. Yeah, that was the, the yeah. thing. I mean, about Pierce. Mm. Obviously, his, his England exploits never. And I used to, uh, I used to go see. My dad was a, my dad's a huge Forest fan, but he was a big Stranglers fan as well. Ah. So when I was a kid, and they weren't playing, they were playing like say at the concert hall or somewhere like that. I'd be able to go, and I met him a couple of times. Oh, at gigs. Pierce, like oh, yeah. just love, yeah. One mm. of those moments. Yeah. And I remember, I think when Pierce, he got when he got the job properly the second time round. The noise when he walked out of that home game against Blackpool, I don't think I've ever heard a noise like that. Yeah, like even first game back this season, oh. in the league, I don't think it was like that. We get that game. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, yeah, I remember exactly where. Well, I was in my old seat, which I had to move from this season. But the noise, like that video of him walking out. If you didn't know, you'd think, "Oh, that's that's been doctored. That's yeah. not real." But it was unbelievable and it was a rubbish game as well it really was like we were lucky to to win and I just thought he has to win his first game it was yeah a real special day hot red hot as well Aye, it was one of it was the guy you just wanted it to work out for so badly at the club yeah. as well. and obviously mm. he picked the best place to end his horrendous run of games with that 2-1 against uh, Derby back uh, with yeah. Ben Osborne's yeah. last minute goal and we kind of we hope that was going to kickstart the, the revolution at that time, but it wasn't to be, unfortunately. But I, uh, Pierce, I think I've got an old, I've got the the yellow strip with all the stuff down the front, and I got Pierce and three on the back of that. With yeah, the back old patches back in the day, um, and and it was just I, <laughs> uh, just a, uh, he was a, uh, is still a Forest legend, and you can tell that the club means so much to him still. So, mm. from favourite player, um, what has uh, been your favourite Forest goal? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> my favourite goal to celebrate was an own goal <laughs> at Wembley <laughs> last <laughs> season. It, 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 I don't think it'll ever be topped. <laughs> my favourite Forest goal that I've seen is McGugan's like. 30 yard screamer kick. of a free kick, but yeah, my that oh, the Wembley goal at the time, the crowd, especially around us, we thought Yates had scored it as yeah. well. I know it's an obvious own goal, but at the time, it was like wow, just uh, incredible, just such an incredible day. But yeah, I suppose you can look at that question two ways, yeah, uh, most important and favorite, uh, to our best kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that, but that no, that that McGugan free kick. I mean, if if that was in the Premier League, that would be played on every single show, every single year, without fail. Hundred <laughs> percent, because it's the movement he got. It wasn't dissimilar to Roberto Carlos, the one that they showed yeah. constantly, because it just moved like a mm. ball shouldn't. I always said the same about the but game I, Simon Cox scored against Birmingham when McGugan clipped it over. Yeah. For him and he, Dropped it from the oh, sky. Yeah. If that had been scored in the Premier League, then you know Sky would have Such showed a... him a look for, for months. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to know. I'll tell you another the... one that would be up. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry, it's the link. No, I, the, the other one that I liked and I was there for was the Fulham one 
when every player touched the, the ball yeah. a couple of seasons ago. That was a great goal. Yeah. That was, was that Graben touched it in from about two yards out? Yeah, it was. Aye. Yeah. So, aye, obviously, we scored one similar against Man City a few weeks back as well because mm. everybody's touched the ball yeah. on that. But if you'd seen that on match of the day, you think the move started three passes before the ball hit the back of the net. Yeah, it's a shame that. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it had been the other way about, they would have showed the keeper rolling the ball out. But that's maybe just because we're bitter about the way BBC treat us on the telly. But we'll, we'll leave that one at that. <laughs> uh, well, I think I'll know the answer to the next question, but we'll have to talk about it anyway. Your yeah, favourite game? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> again... It was horrendous when they, if anyone could say they enjoyed those 90 minutes, the lion, <laughs> favourite full-time whistle by a country mile and it will never be beat is that one. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, we went down on the Saturday night, obviously, to set up the display yeah. and we, we were, it was weird because we thought we were going to have a night around London and we were at Wembley for hours trying to get it sorted and yeah, it's just such a weird, weird weekend. And by the time we won and celebrated in Wembley for like over an hour, got out, one quick pint in the pub, got on the train, just drained. I've never been so oh. drained in my life. And got back to Nottingham thinking massive celebrations. It was like, I've got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely done. And uh, yeah, it has to be the favourite game. It was just awesome. I mean, before that, uh, when we beat Man City in the Cup, I loved that a few yeah. years ago when they were just starting to be like the big spending Man City. That yeah. was a, such a great shock. It was a brilliant game and we dominated them. That's a game that you genuinely did enjoy. You felt comfortable. Yeah. And that <laughs> so, was, uh, I always remember that one. That was just. A, and that was done with our caretaker manager, I think, if memory serves, because Billy Davies didn't properly start till a few yeah. days after it. Yeah, you are. You're right. I remember them like at half time. City, um, oh, I can't remember the player bringing out this player that they'd signed for like fifty million pounds or whatever it was, and we thought, blooming hell, like get a result against these, and that's telling how we can go. <laughs> that was just another one of the false dons. Yeah, it was one of the many. <laughs> but yeah, the Wembley game. Obviously, we just watched it on on a telly here, and I, I knew there was going to be zero. I, Told the burn, I was hoping I could try and get her down, but the ticket spot it was impossible to yeah. do. So we watched it, but that's a moment I'll never forget. Sharon Marlow. I mean, mm. we were stood up in front of the telly for the last five minutes, just nerves <sighs> ready because I'd have gone. I'd have. That's the thing, like at the ground, you can't. Yeah. But it, it, like I was on about that Villa game earlier, I don't think I could have stayed in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that is just. Um, it was oh, just an outpouring of like joy, relief, and something else at the end of it. And basically, I, I never shied away from admitting from. I cried because it was just that yeah. was three years <clears throat> in the in the waiting, and it was it was worth every minute to be honest with you. And mm -hmm. if you could, like, see if you could bottle up a moment, that would be the one. And you just, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, and to, obviously to share it with the kids was was unbelievable because. She's really bought into it, especially the past couple of seasons, because it's a team. Yeah. Like, it's a team you enjoy watching most of the time. Maybe not in the Premier League so much this season, but <laughs> I mean that championship run last year was just 
incredible. The games came so thick and fast and they were just playing it's a brand of football that you went into games thinking, we'll go and win this without a problem. Yeah. You go into away games thinking we're gonna win this one. Aye. Like you're definitely gonna win this one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just such a strange, strange time. And that's I think that's why I was so confident coming into this season, thinking we're just gonna keep carrying that on and we'll be one of those teams that survive comfortably in the first yeah. first right. season back. And obviously I'm I'm not right at the minute. No. I was I was kind of the same and I always I had complete faith in us that we would be you know, more than fine in the in the grand scheme of things. I thought, well, we'll probably finish with 12th or 13th this season and we'll be safe by, like, mm. mid-March, April. Then we can start planning yeah. for the season. And uh, the, the longer <laughs> it kind of went on, the less chance that became. But we still could be safe by mid-April. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Win the next two, it's looking good. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I've been saying that for the past uh, four weeks, I think. But yeah, we've, fingers crossed we can start on uh, on Saturday and move on.
Right, so we've covered plenty about Forest and we've we've come out of it with a nice kind of positive outlook. Forest are going to stay up, everything's going to be all right, and we'll we'll kick on next season. Um, but the other thing, obviously, uh, we're going to speak about um, is music and essentially new music more than anything, and on to Nottingham for new music. So, who have you been listening to or going to see recently, Greg? And who should we be looking out for that's up and coming from the city? Well, Nottingham's always, well, I say always, I've always been envious of cities like Sheffield that seem to produce these these monster bands and you think, oh, when, when's Nottingham going to start doing it? And it seems like it's happening now. There's a brilliant, brilliant scene in Nottingham and I don't know, like, obviously quite a few people who listen to this will be from the area, so they know how good some of the venues are. Rock City is one of the best, best in the UK, in my opinion, and so there's this uh, there's this festival that they do every year in January called Beat the Streets, and it's all for charity. It's such a brilliant event. But for the past couple of years, you find yourself finding these absolute gems of bands from Nottingham, and it's nice to kind of follow them and see how they, they're getting now. And then, so the, there's three bands straight away that I want to talk about that I've seen at Beat the Streets and then you know, other things. Um, one of them is The Chase, who you've played yourself, you've listened to them, and they're from an area called St Anne's in Nottingham. Uh, two of them are brothers. I think one of them's a cousin, and the other one, I don't know, the other one's a close friend and also a writer. Um, they're just brilliant. They've got this uniqueness to them. They've got this stage presence that is absolutely brilliant to say how, They've not made it yet by any means. They're, yeah. they're selling out small venues and when they do, the places are rocking, but the stage presence is brilliant and it's great when the music's as good. So the chase for me at the minute are, are the band, the band, the one that I really want to see, like get somewhere. And I really think they will. And uh, we're going to see them at Metronome. I think it's May the 19th in Nottingham, a really good venue, which is sold out now. So that oh, yeah. says says what Nottingham's starting to think about and they're playing in London, they're playing some really good uh, gigs and they'll be doing the festival circuit as well. I think they're supporting the Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, but what I love about them, it's not just, you can't just describe them as say, oh, they're an up-and-coming young indie band, which is great. That's my kind of yeah. music. But they've got a, they've got an edge to them as well. Like he, The lead singer could could be a solo artist. He's like yeah. He's got that that thing about um, they're not afraid of getting a, a trumpet on stage. They've got a keyboardist, which makes it a little bit different and such a great sound. And you'd say there's almost like a bit of a scar sound to them as well with some of their tracks. So, uh, yeah, if I if I haven't shown it through this, I'm, I'm big on the chase, yeah. I really <laughs> it's, it's definitely coming across me. There's no, no question about that. And I have to agree with you as well. They are absolutely brilliant. I've... Uh, played them on my radio shows a few times and like the word that uniqueness you talk about yeah they don't sound like anybody else that's about at the moment nobody else mm. kind of sounds like them and every song's a bit different and I, I don't think they're scared yeah. to be different as well which is a great thing for us it's easy for a band to get comfortable with a sound and just say this is what we're going to do this is how we sound but they seem to be thinking nah if it if it sounds good then we're we're going to do it yeah, and they do some decent covers as well. I mean, it it popped up again today. This Elvis cover that they did, 
and uh, it's really strong. It really is like because his voice, he's not trying to sound like Elvis, but they're using his music in it. You know that that works well. You can tell they've got a real skill to them. I'll need to have a look for that one. Mm. And they're they're brilliant on social media as well, which is a massive thing the bands have to do now. They've got to have that social media presence. But their Twitter and their Instagram feeds are just brilliant because they just look like they'd be a great laugh and brilliant to spend a bit of time with mm. as well. If, uh, I mean, I don't need to sell them anymore to you, but I was just reading. I thought I'd better find out a bit more about them if I'm going to talk about them. And uh, two of them have got Scottish heritage as well. Yeah. So that must always be a, a good thing. <laughs> they're, uh, they're big Celtic men as well. So I always see, um, yeah. as the singer, he's always got his like, Celtic tracks at top on and stuff. Uh, so I'm hoping yeah. to get them on one of these as well to talk about um, their music and a bit about Celtic. So. Fingers crossed they'll listen to this one, hear how you've spoke about them and think, ah, we'll get involved. Uh, we'll get involved with one of these. I hope so. I'd listen to that. But, uh, yeah, so they're one. Uh, and I'll tell you what they're doing as well. They're all... They, they're not too big for the boots yet. And that, yeah. what I like, they're doing, like, these house gigs and, you know, my mate won one of the things, but unfortunately can't, uh, can't have it at his house. So I've stepped up, so... Sooner rather than later, I'm hoping to uh, to get them round here and play a gig. You know, we gig in the living room. So uh, keep your eyes on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife's not too happy about it, but it'll be I'm... fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> How's that one going down with with the missus? Not the not the best. I mean, home to be honest, home. she's she's seen them as well. No, oh, well, she uh, she, uh, she loves them. So, yeah, yeah. There's a group of us. To be fair, that mainly Forest fans that have all stuck ourselves in a WhatsApp group, st- starting from the Beat the Streets Festival, to be honest. And a, a couple of guys in there are really clued up on the music. And they're the ones who originally said, check this band out and check the next band out that I'm going to speak about. Yeah, it's, a, it's great to have those kind of people in your in your circle as well. I'm constantly, yeah. I troll for new bands all the time. And then I'm always like sending stuff on. And similar to yourself, I'm in, a WhatsApp group where there's a group of us all kind of new music fans and we're always sending each other stuff. We all do radio stuff as well. So we'll kind of share ideas for shows. What's what's maybe not suitable for my show would be good for one of the other guys and vice versa for them. So it's brilliant to just there is so much good stuff coming out kind of all over the country at the moment. It's it's great to yeah. see it's like a, a revival. Um people listen to the charts and think new music's terrible, but it really isn't. You just have to dig that wee bit deeper to find the, all these wee gems that are that are coming out. Definitely. Yeah. And and that's the thing, because there is so much new music, the good stuff can be hidden for a lot longer, that's I think. It. And, uh, yeah, you certainly need someone to tell you how good this band is. And I've ignored bands for months saying, no, no, no. And then you go, oh, he was on about them. And, blimey, now I can't believe I missed out on these. So, uh, uh, you're yeah, you're going back with your party. tail between your legs. Uh, yeah. any chance of tickets for that gig I've seen it sold out kind of thing yeah. So, yeah. right the chase who else are we having uh, so I went to see a band called Celestines the other week and they're, they're good they're, they're really good uh, they uh, they played Bodega or The Social in Nottingham uh, they've got uh, I think they're doing quite a few little tour dates coming up 
And uh, we had a drink with them after. That's the beauty of finding these bands early on, isn't it? You can sit in the pub and talk music with them after. And uh, we originally saw them, I think we've seen them twice at Beat the Streets. And then we were like, these these are good. Like, let's go and buy some tickets and get on board with them. And their live presence was very good as well. I'd say like their live, their live show is is even better than their music that you'd find on Spotify. They're one of those that you'd really have to say, go and see them because, you know, it's, it's hard for them, isn't it? You don't know how long these bands are going to last if they don't break through. So they, they're on my Spotify playlist all the time. Like when yeah. I get in my car, there's always a Celestine song pops up, but like, like any new bands, they there's not that many songs of them. So you're craving for a bit more. Uh, that's it. And as I think what's hard for them as well, most of them are still working full time because they just, they can't make that yeah. step to make it the, the career. And you just hope they're going to get that breakthrough song that like Six Music or Absolute pick up. And then a record label hears them and go, by the way, these guys yeah. sign them to a deal, get them in recording. Because they've probably got loads of songs that they could be recording, but they just haven't got the, it's time and money to, to put it together. And it's, it's a shame. But yeah. that's the, the war we're in, the radio. I always say it that when you listen to mainstream radio, it's the same songs and the same artists all day. And it just gets it gets tedious, but it's just the way it is. It's the way it always has been. I think you just notice it more yeah. doing it that, that there is so much more to it than, than meets the eye. I think that's where local radio comes into it as well. And even like BBC, even Radio Nottingham, you've got the beat on there and uh, you know, they're constantly finding these bands. The Chase have definitely been on there. I'll yeah. be amazed if Celestines haven't been on there. Uh, and, you know, it's it's that where the people behind the mic have got a genuine like love for, for the music and know how hard it is for these bands to break through that if they start playing them, that's where it can, can really start going. Yeah, that's it. I mean, our, our people always <laughs> say to me... Um, that they would love to hear me like on a bigger radio station. And I'm like, well, I couldn't do a bigger radio station because I pick what I play every week. So I'm playing stuff that I like. And yeah. stuff that I think other people might yeah. like. So the passion does come through. But if you're getting asked to play the same stuff all the time, then I think your passion would quickly wane. I think that's why most presenters on the main stations these days, they don't do it because they're music fans. They do it because they're presenters. Obviously, still a few good ones. Mm. Like BBC, you say, BBC introducing, I've done unbelievable stuff for upcoming bands. I think yeah. the Chase, well, the Chase done a session for BBC Nottingham uh, just last weekend. And things like that, they, I mean, BBC, to be fair to them, they are bringing a lot of these bands in for the wee sessions and playing their songs. You just have to hope yeah. that they make their way onto the playlist on like Six Music and I'm more. I'm on age for Radio Two instead of Radio One these days. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm like firmly at Radio Six now, so I'm happy with that for the next however many years. Yeah. So if I'm still at Radio Six, then I'm all right. All right, right you're doing all right. <laughs> you're survived it. <laughs> so the Chase and Celestines, and you did say there was at least three Greg. So who we having next? Who's third in the on the pile? No, I think I think we're gonna have five all together. Uh, I want to talk about our mates, uh, National Rail, they're called NTNL Rail, because they're not allowed. I don't think they're allowed to call themselves the phone. And uh, they've got a lead singer called Cass. He's a big Leeds fan, so I didn't want to talk too much about him, actually, at the minute after the result. But I'm going to have to, because 
we went to see them in Leicester and uh, they were great. They're brilliant. They're just young lads, like out of uni and what have you. Uh, I think they, I might get this wrong and I'll get shot for this, but I think they're based in Sheffield at the minute. Uh, a couple of them are Forest fans. You've got the lead singer, a Leeds fan, and they've just got a great atmosphere about them. And like you say, when you see them live, they're good yeah. and they're really, really tight. But again, it's getting, you want to hear more songs from them. You, That's it. And I know how odd it must be, but to really get, to really get into them, you want a few more songs, but they're, they're brilliant. They're so good to see live. And they've got a gig in Sheffield this weekend. I think it's this Saturday. Uh, I think a couple of our lot are going straight oh, from Aston Villa oh, up to Sheffield to watch it. So <laughs> it'll be a good day for a few of them. Yeah. I think it was actually yourself had posted something on Twitter about them later on last year mm. that first alerted me to them. So then gave them a listen. And I've played them on, on the radio a couple of times since then. So you can you can take that one off as one yourself that you've introduced a band to somebody. So you're, you're always <laughs> relying on other people. Do you know what I like as well? What I like about them is they, they had a song out last year. Uh, I think it was called Summer Sky, which I really liked. I was singing along to it in my car. It was great. And we went to see them and they're like, no, we don't like that song anymore. Don't really play it. I thought fair play to them. They're like, <laughs> they're, very, they're loyal to what they like and what Aye. they don't like. And even if like, oh, no, I really like that song. No, we're not playing that anymore. We've got a new. And so, yeah, I like that attitude <laughs> to it. Yeah. Said you were just looking forward to seeing them playing it live and they've, they've no bother doing it for you. Yeah. Don't think I ever will now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd yeah. say... So I'd say my next one is probably... I'd say they're the biggest one out of the lot of them so far. I think they really have started to, to break through almost into a... Mainstream, I saw them, uh, they'd gone out to play in Barcelona recently and I think they've been in France and uh, Cucamaras. Yeah. They are really, really good. Uh, you know, I think a couple of them are Forest fans. I know the dad certainly is one of them. We see him at a few gigs and a few games and uh, I couldn't recommend enough listening to them, going to see them live. Uh, we went to see them at Rescue Rooms recently. Uh, they've got vinyl, so you can buy the vinyl and like get out there and listen to it properly, and uh, which I love. I'm <laughs> well into a vinyl. Not good for the uh, for the wallet, obviously, yeah. but Same. big fan I'm of that really. and committing to it. I buy far too much of it. Um, I'm sure my my missus will be listening to this and going, "Yep, yeah, there's another one just like you." But it is the best way to listen. <laughs> it's the best way to listen to music because we're a generation of skippers. Yeah. But if you've got the actual record played yeah. the way the band intended it to be listened to, it's just so much better. Just lose yourself in the in the actual record, and that's how that's how they wanted it to be to be played. Yeah, it is brilliant. And what I would say as well, though, to not to counter that, but get them on in your car. You know, just get on your Spotify and type in Kukamaras and listen to their top songs. And they have some absolute bangers. They really, really do. Like, they've got such quality in them that I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if they haven't already, but if this summer they start selling out some, oh, some real some real bigger venues, because you can just tell them they've got it. They've, they've got it. And if they're not doing it full time already, which I'll be surprised if not, they will yeah. be very soon. 
Yeah, I've I've played them in, in the past as well. And like you say, top, top band. And again, it's a kind of unique sound they've got to themselves as well. There aren't many bands mm. doing what they're doing. And that's that's all the better for, for them as well, I think. Yeah, and what I like as well is they've got the lead singer, clear lead singer, proper frontman, like really, really strong. And then for a couple of the songs, the guitarist comes in and he is in the crowd and he is brilliant. Like his stage presence as a lead as well for the couple of songs he does. He's just superb. And, you know, it's like you just want that energy. You want yeah. you want to go to a gig. And this is what I love about music. Like I'll go to Forest and I'll walk away absolutely gutted some days. You go to a gig, you know you're going to walk out as happy as you were when you walked That's in. It. Right. I'm not happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aye, it is music, and as well, I think the boys that are obviously going to Villa on Saturday, then up to a gig, they'll have a great end to their day, even mm. if the start might not. Well, hopefully, it is yeah. a good start as well. But at least the northern night is going to end on a high, so they're they're not too bad on that front. Yeah. Right, and have we got a fifth? We've got time for a fifth. We have, and this is this will be my curveball, to be honest. And this is because uh, I am I am like more of a an indie kind of guy, although I do love like bands like Sleaford Mods and <laughs> I've been Prodigy and I've seen them all over. So I love that. But there's a there's a band I saw at Beat the Streets that absolutely took the roof off Rock City, like really did. And they're called Old Black Era, A-O-T-B-L-K era. Uh, two girls who their voices are so different. One of them has got this like, beautiful beautiful voice the other one is almost like um it's almost like a heavy rock kind of oh, right. like spoken word at the same time though just brilliant like the energy these two girls have on a stage is ridiculous and even though i probably won't listen to their music on a daily basis i'd tip them as bands from nottingham to absolutely like really go for it around the country and further like like say not always my cup of tea but they were superb live like absolutely superb and if i was to put a fiver on any of them getting a a top 10 in the charts or anything it'd probably be them for me i'm gonna that's one i've not heard of to be fair so i'll uh, i'll give them a wee check out as well and uh, i'll get back to you on, on that no problem at all so aye, that's, we've covered quite a lot about Forest, a lot about music. You can tell as well with the music there, Greg, your passion uh, shining through, um, which is brilliant yeah. because I think there isn't enough of that for new bands sometimes because a lot of people mm-hmm. like to say, it's either not your cup of tea or you get set in your ways. They listen to the same bands that were... So I still, to be fair, I do still listen to the same bands I was listening to 25 years ago, but yeah. more and more new bands creeping into it, which is, is always a good thing. Um, but well, I've been this. Oh, on you go, mate. On you go. No, this week, Elephant White Stripes, the deluxe twentieth anniversary album came out, and they they've released a whole back catalogue of like live tracks, and they used to be one of my favourite ever wow. bands. Like I saw them at Ali Pali in two thousand and four or something, and that is ridiculous when you see like that, how good Jack White is yeah. so I, I've been listening to them for years and I, now I'm even worse <laughs> so it's hard to fit these new bands in sometimes wow. you do that because if, if, as soon as a band re-releases an album because it's the 20th anniversary you go and buy the record and you start listening to all their stuff again I do it 
I do it all the time. I mean, Delay's first album was finally released on vinyl uh, back in January. So that came out, it's yeah. like nearly 20 years. It was 19 years old yesterday. But the second that you get that on vinyl, you think, God, how good were they? And then you start listening to all the older stuff. And yeah, like you say, the, the new stuff has pushed to one side because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to listen to these for a few days. And that, that's what you end up doing. But mm-hmm. nah, it's, it's absolutely brilliant that there is, that's what music can do to you. You end, you end up getting lost in it sometimes, which is, is no bad thing. Yeah. It, it always, always lifts you up. Hmm. No, I mean, it sends me to sleep at night. It makes me happy on a tough day. So there's there's nothing better for your, for your mental health than some good music. That's it, mate. That's it. I'm not sure. I think that's probably a great way to finish it off as well and just uh, leave it on a high note. Fingers crossed the season finishes on a high note for us both as well. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having yeah. you on, Greg. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. And who knows, we'll maybe do a wee end of season recap if we're, if we're celebrating come the end of May. Oh, I'd love to, mate, anytime. And we'll get one of these bands on as well. 100%. I will even maybe get them on, on at the same time and let's have a wee, get them playing a few songs for us as we do it. <laughs> yeah, right. great stuff. Brilliant. Right, thanks very much, Greg, and thanks to everyone who has listened in. This has been Underside of the Bar, the Not on a Forest podcast, and we'll see you back again here very, very soon. <laughs>